0: Hello, folks, and welcome back into another episode of On Texas Football. It's our weekly game preview show, and boy, is this going to be a good one. We all know what week it is. My name is Tommy Yarsh. Happy to be joined, as always, by Inside Texas Beat Writer and all-around football expert Ian Boyd. Ian, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going?
1: Good. This is is like the the slowest week of the year every year.
0: (laughs) The slowest week, but it's definitely the best week. Uh, Red River Week is always Texas getting ready to go play Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl for the 118th time. As always, this game has a lot to take a look at. So we'll start with the quarterback stories on both sidelines and Texas specifically to start us off. Brent Venable said on Tuesday that whether it's Quinn Ewers or Hudson Card taking the snaps from under center for Texas, there aren't really any drastic differences in how the offense is going to operate. So with that in mind, what are your thoughts on it? And if he's wrong, why is that?
1: Well, that's what every coach will say generally. They'll always say like, um, you know, they're, it's the same system either way, and it's not like they'll have some example where it's like one of them, if one of them were a dual threat that was running all the time, the other was a pocket, then that'd be different. So they always say that, but I mean, Neil Brown said the same thing last week. He was like, Hudson Card is pretty good. It's pretty much the same offense. The truth of it is is that they're going to call their coverages a little differently. They're going to They're going to play differently against these two quarterbacks, but they're not going to, they're not going to, A, they're not going to tip their hand about that. and B, they're not going to want to go into the nitty gritty nuances of of what changes. So uh, I think that was mostly just coach speak. Um, Quinn Ewers does change the game if he plays and he plays like he did in the first quarter against Alabama, because he is actually a pretty similar player to Hudson card. Like there's, it's not untrue, but his arm talent is so extreme that he changes the geometry of the game with the throws he can hit and, uh, when and where he can hit them on the field and from what positions in the backfield. So, um, you know, Venable's kind of putting on a brave face. They do not want to face a healthy, uh, surging Quinn Ewers. It looks like the guy that played against Alabama. I don't know if they're probably not excited to play Hudson card right now either, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it will make a difference if we see a, a strong, healthy viewers in this game.
0: Certainly, and you mentioned health, and uh, really on both sidelines, but especially for Oklahoma, that's been such a big factor this year. And coming into this week, it's really amplified for the Sooners. Dylan Gabriel goes down on Saturday after a hard collision. His stat is still kind of in the air for Saturday. Davis Bevel came in against TCU. He doesn't look like the best fit for Oklahoma whatsoever. They've got two guys left in that quarterback room. It's Juco transfer general booty and true freshman Nick Evers. All three guys have been splitting snaps this week. Do you give Bevel another shot this week against Texas, or do you maybe look towards the young guns?
1: Um, There's a uh, sort of rumor report going around that the plan in Oklahoma generally this season was for Bevel to be more the emergency guy. I guess maybe he has the the better command of the offense than uh, than the general booty. but that Booty would be the guy if they had a little more time to prepare, um, because I think General Booty is is maybe actually the most natural thrower on the team, at least of Gabriel and uh, Bevel and, and Booty. I'd say Booty when he throws the ball, he looks pretty good. I, I watched him a little bit of his JUCO film because uh, Steve Sarkeesian reportedly had a little bit of interest in him as a potential uh, uh, potential depth guy for Texas this season. Um, but they didn't really follow through on it. And if I watched the full games and in full games, he had some issues seeing the field. He tended to throw picks because he would misdiagnose coverages. Um, This offense is pretty simple though. So I could see them playing booty if they feel like, you know, we're going to give him a game plan where he can, we know that he won't make crippling mistakes um, and see if his uh, superior throwing gives us a better chance to, protect our run game and hit the couple shots we'll need to win this game. Bevel wouldn't shock me. Gabriel, I think would shock me a little if he played. It's extremely hard to get through the concussion protocol in a single week. It's the kind of the design of the protocol is to make it hard to get back on the field too quickly. And, um, I just don't, I don't know if I see a lot of upside for Oklahoma and trying to rush him back. Um, It's just you already have kind of built-in excuses for losing this game. I know coaches would never admit to thinking this way, but if I'm Venables, it's like, do I want to get killed maybe with Gabriel? Maybe it gets concussed, and then I got all these inquiries and questions about how I run my program and we lost? Or do we uh, take a greater chance of getting stopped, but then we're like, well, you know, we didn't have our starting quarterback, so what can I do? Um, Yeah. Kroger fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It would be hard. It would be hard as a coach not to think that way, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And certainly with all the issues going around, uh, football in general with concussions, certainly want to make sure that Dylan Gabriel takes his time to get back and make sure he's truly healthy. Um, Guys, we'll take a quick break here to mention there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team play than by playing Daily Fantasy with our good friends over at PrizePix. Picks is the simplest form of real-money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Picks is the perfect fit for you. It's the best way to have action on the game in states like Alabama, Florida, Texas, Kentucky, Georgia, and over 70% of the United States, Canada included, minus Ontario. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projections. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. This week, I'll be taking Jalen Daniels throwing for more than 209.5 yards over TCU, and J.J. McCarthy throwing for more than 224.5 passing yards against Indiana. Download the prize picks app, or visit Prizepicks.com and sign up using the code LONGHORNS to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 off your first deposit. So if you deposit $100, prizepix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price picks gives you $50, so on and so forth. Don't forget that's the prizepix app or Prizepicks.com and the code LONGHORNS to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of your team to the next level this season. Let's get back to the matchup now, uh, looking at the Sooners. Last year they were really efficient in the run game and passing games against Texas. Looking at this year with a potential inexperienced quarterback coming into the picture, is this a game where the Sooners are really going to rely heavily on the ground game with Eric Gray and maybe even a little bit now more with the emergence of Javante Barnes?
1: That need, now they will want that to be their plan. The trick of it is, is that the design of their system, uh, what I call the veer and shoot that Jeff Levy runs that he got from his uh, father-in-law Art Briles. The design of the system is to use the pass to set up the run. So they have their receivers split extra wide away from the formation. And uh, their goal is to pull your defensive backs away from the ball so that they can't stop the run. And um, that only works insofar as their passing game actually can force defenders to step away from the box and to hold – the, saf- the, the safeties in particular need to be held deep and wide out of the box so that you can run on a on a fewer numbers and if the defense does not respect your passing game or they feel like they can go one on one with your receivers and still load the box, then you get into a lot of trouble. I think that they'll try to come up with creative ways to find angles and leverage for their running backs in their run game, but they're you know. Your initial script might find success, and then Texas kind of knows what you're about. Um, they don't have the offensive line they've had in previous years, where they can really count on just bulldozing you. Especially Texas with their defensive tackles. And I think at the end of the day, they got to be able to hit some throws, or Texas is going to bottle it up. And that's it's a tough it's a tough week for Oklahoma. It's a tough it's a tough look.
0: Yeah, certainly a lot of injuries around the board. Talked to Ryan Aber of the Oklahoman about that earlier this week, and you know his injury report just kind of went on and on and on with all these guys who were banged up for him. Um, Sticking about continuing to talk about this Oklahoma run game, Texas has the 44th-ranked rushing defense amongst FBS schools coming into this week, allowing just 120.2 yards a game on the ground. They let up almost triple that a season ago against Oklahoma. What is this unit going to have to do to slow down the run game, adding on to what you just mentioned?
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, last week or last year, um, they didn't know how to fit the counter run and, uh, Oklahoma had actually moved away from that. It used to be like their bread and butter, but, um, they found it against Texas. Texas's edge players didn't know how to fit it and it gave them just unbelievable problems. I like... I think their, their numbers, they stopped the inside zone runs and the other runs for Oklahoma. Texas really bottled them up outside of uh, the one, you know, 66-yard Caleb Williams run. Everything else was getting shut down, but then Oklahoma would just run one of their counter plays, and it would be like an automatic 10, 20 yards. It's wild. So Texas figured that out in the offseason. They're defending that play very well now. But pretty much every week, somebody tries to run it against them and see what they can find, and what they find is Pile up of bodies and, and nowhere to run the ball. They um so they need to be they need to be clean in the run game, um, but I, they have been all year, um, so it, it starts there and then anything they can do coverage wise to disguise things for the quarterbacks and the quarterback, like they're going to have to give up some one on one shots to Oklahoma. It's the nature of the system. You're going to want to load up to stop the run, put it all on their quarterbacks, but then on top of that, you'd also like their quarterbacks to have some. Uh, uncertainty about where their good one on one shots are. And so, disguising coverages, loading up the box, but doing it in a way that's not necessarily obvious will be kind of a, the ticket.
0: One of your keys to this game was confusing the quarterback, whoever it is, and that comes in the passing game through the air. Last year, Texas had a lot of problems covering the deep ball. Marvin Mims was found downfield a couple of times, infamously making contested catches. What's the secondary going to have to do to try and avoid a repeat of that happening on Saturday?
1: Well, I kind of tipped my hand on my answer to this one already, but uh, they uh, disguising coverages will be key. Um, They're going to have to play some one-on-ones. They're going to want to play some man coverage. Uh, They have the defensive backs to go toe-to-toe with these Oklahoma receivers. The, The Texas defensive backs played well this year, and the Oklahoma receivers are not quite as good as they have been. Uh, obviously Marvin Mims is a good player, but there's not as much, you know, there's not a CD lamb. There's not as much depth around him. So uh, they will have to hold up some, but they're going to want to, they're going to want to do their thing, which they've done anyways, which is, is uh, disguise your coverages, disguise your leverage. Um, A lot of these quarterbacks like booty and bevel, both have highlights from their previous places where when they drop back and they already know where they're throwing as they drop back before they, you know, before they load up to throw, they can throw some pretty good balls and they can beat you. But if they, if you uh, confuse them enough to where they have to get to their drop and then figure out where to throw the ball, then they just go over a cliff in terms of effectiveness. This is pretty common for quarterbacks across the game. Really. You'll see it in high school, college, et cetera. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the ticket is don't let them have the real clear, easy. I'm going to throw it to this spot on the field when I, my foot hits this point in the drop, you know, and all that. Or if you can get them past muscle memory, then I think Texas could really stifle them.
0: All right. And then speaking of secondaries, this Oklahoma defensive backroom is one of those units that's just been played with injuries. Uh, most notably, the loss of Billy Bowman last week earlier in the game, his status a little unclear as well. With that in mind, what is Steve Sarkeesian going to draw up to try and attack that area of the field, get guys like Xavier Worthy, who had 261 yards and two touchdowns last year, a chance to have another massive impact?
1: I have a suspicion that Oklahoma is going to want to try to take away Bijan, which will necessarily open up opportunities to throw it to Worthy. Last week, Oklahoma played the three-down flyover, three-deep safety defense against TCU but they gave up a ton of shots because of blown coverages or bad fundamentals. Um, I don't think they're going to repeat that game plan against Texas, given how shaky they looked in it and how much it asks of them trying to stop Bijan. So I, I would expect some opportunities maybe to confuse them if they're trying to do a lot on defense, which Venables likes to try to do a lot. And so does Ted roof. It looks like, so I'm expecting that, Texas will have some motion, some movement, try to confuse them and create some busts. But then they, because of the attention Bijan is likely to get, I I believe it won't be that hard to find one-on-one matchups, even for Worthy, definitely for the other guys. And uh, I I think Texas is going to let it fly and go after that.
0: All right, so hopefully that'll be the case where, you know, you look to see maybe a Quinn Ewer's appearance just because he's so good on that deep ball. We've seen Hudson Card hit a couple of them for sure, but certainly uh, would prefer to have a guy like Quinn in that quarterback. Uh, we talked about a lot of players today on both sides of the ball who are going to have impacts on this game. If you had to just single out one, that's going to be the X factor when it comes to who's winning this game, who's losing this game, who is it and why
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They really, ideally Texas would do enough damage to free up Bijan Robinson. The, uh, the tackling and the angles and the leverage by Oklahoma's run defenders this season has been really shaky. This is absolutely a game where you should hope and expect that Bijan does just tremendous damage, you know, getting loose and, uh, doing his spins and his stiff arms and whatnot. But my guess is that Oklahoma will do everything they can to avoid that outcome. So it kind of, the the key then is it's incumbent on someone like worthy or maybe Whittington or Jatavian Sanders uh, to do some damage early in the passing game to set up Bijan later on. I kind of wonder if um, Jordan Whittington might be the ticket, especially if Oklahoma's, you know, playing extra linebackers and and trying to load the box, and they might be vulnerable to some quick throws and screens outside. Uh, I think this could be a game where we see Whittington get some opportunities just on RPOs and screens and then runs after the catch to do some serious damage and uh, help Texas open up the run game.
0: All right, perfect. Last question here for you, Ian. We touched on what the defense will have to do to avoid disaster again. Now we'll take a look at the team as a whole. Oklahoma's won the last four Red River rivalries. A lot of these players are hungry for a victory. They've never gotten the golden hat before. What's it going to take as a whole for the Longhorns to win this game and finally bring that golden cap back to Austin?
1: They really just need to play. I mean, they've probably been preparing for this game for months. They've been scouting Venable's. They've been figuring out what's likely from the defense and how to and how to best exploit them. They've been studying this offense and figuring out how to best give themselves a chance. Oklahoma's injuries, like the initial game plan, should still be good. Um, what's the likely outcome of the injuries is probably just that Oklahoma is that much less effective at doing what they want to do. They, I don't, I don't think. There's only so much Oklahoma can do in terms of, like, trying to throw a big curveball because they're, like, in year one of the install of this new system. Like, it's going to be hard for them to just completely uh, reinvent the wheel with what they're trying to do on either side. So um, I think just if Texas comes in with this uh, this game with the focus that they need, um, sharp practice. If Quinn Ewers plays so long as he's well prepared and he's not, you know, having to shake off rust or something – this is a game that honestly texas should be should be looking to land a blowout knockout kind of win
0: all right great insight as always ian thank you so much for joining us folks be sure to go follow Ian on Twitter over at, at Ian underscore A underscore Boyd for more analysis and breakdowns throughout the week and the rest of the season. And be sure to stick around insidetexas.com for more coverage throughout the week and into the weekend up at the Cotton Bowl. Also after the game Saturday, be sure to tune into the Inside Texas post-game show with Bobby Burton and Rob Babers. I'll be making an appearance from the Cotton Bowl for some post-game analysis. Lastly, Make sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel for more Texas football content. All the time, the channel's been doing great recently, and that's all thanks to you and your contributions. For our producer, Matthew Hutchison, and all the great folks at Inside Texas, I'm Tommy Yar. saying have a safe trip up to Dallas, have a good time this weekend, and be a grid.